Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Standing across from me, wearing his Missouri Tigers shirt because he is ready for Louisiana Tech. Action Jackson. Can't. Can't wait. BartScott.gif. All right, there it is. Action Jackson fired up, and he's talking about the gifts he's going to use. You're welcome to get involved on today's program by texting in 65780. Air Comfort Service text line, and you can use the 101 ESPN app to leave a mic drop. That's how you can participate in the show. It's one hour of Radio Magic. I want to carry over, before I get into the Cardinals and the Brewers and the state of the uh, race, uh, to the question uh, that we ended yesterday's show with, but because of poor time management, which is actually Jackson's fault. It's not the person hosting the show, if you actually look at the metrics. Uh, And I want to get people's suggestions. I came up with three that I think locally resonate or resonated with people. I will read the question now as follows. I was watching when this is Jackson. I'm. Re- Why don't you read these, by the way? Isn't it odd that I read your questions? No, I think you read them better. This, I'm three betting you light. I have seven high, and I think I'm going to take the pot down because I think you have nothing because I could tell you were lying right there. Mostly because I still want to open my email up. Is that it? Yeah, well, that's commitment. <laughs> this is Jackson speaking. And even though he has a microphone and is literate, I shall read his <laughs> question. I was watching one of my favorite movies the other day, Up in the Air, that brought up a poignant topic that has local ties in more than one way. George Clooney asks J.K. Simmons, why do kids love athletes? To which Simmons replies, because they date supermodels. Clooney responds with, no, that's why we love athletes. Uh, Kids love athletes because they follow their dreams. A perfect example of this moment in the film is St. Louisan and friend of the show, Chris Nagel, who will now get a chance to compete for the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. That will start tomorrow, by the way, in Boise. Um, And uh, where if he performs well, he will get his PGA Tour card. Explain, from your knowledge of Chris, why he has continued to follow his dreams playing on the PGA Tour and the ups and downs surrounding it. Do you think these underdog stories of inspiration and determination are what makes sports so awesome? With all the entertainment in the world, sports still dominate the zeitgeist, and I have to think stories like Chris's are a part of the reason. I loved your question. I could Thank do you. a two-hour podcast on this because there are so many layers to it. So with regards to, here's the question that I will ask the audience today. Players, and it doesn't have to be any particular sport. It can be anybody involved in sports. I, could, I actually would take it beyond uh, just being on the field, court, ice, whatever. Um who have inspired you or who you may not have been inspired by, but you recognize inspired a huge number of people. And for the local and to to attempt to be current, um, I go with a couple right out of the gate. And in in a sense, I mean, if you would have said in August of 2021, then in August of 2022, you'd be using a guy who was really probably one of the most critical uh, the pl- uh, player that people were most critical of in St. Louis at the time and now isn't even playing in St. Louis, I think people would say, yes, they have been inspired by him. Matt Carpenter and what he has done, um, relatively recent. Rick Ankiel and what he did. 
I think that one really stands out to me. It, and it's not it's not to take anything away from Carpenter. It's just what he went through pitching wise, and then to commit to coming back in a totally different role, and then having to grind through the minor leagues in order to do it. And then also, it's not like he had an easy time of it growing up. I mean, that was just absolutely incredible. And then if you wanted to go with a third one, Jackson, do you know where I'm going to go? I, and Chris Nagel, you cite, but I, 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 I love Chris Nagel. And if he does win on PGA Tour, I think more people know him. But I think at this point, maybe, how many people you think in the audience percentage-wise know about Chris Nagel? 25%. Really? Mm-hmm. I would go under that. I think the TMA crossover is part of that. All right. Uh, local. Local. I would say Kurt Warner. Nice play. That would be my guess. I think that's. I think that might be locally the all timer. But by saying that, I feel like I might be missing an obvious one, so I hesitate. But to go from the proverbial—I mean, there's a film now about it—stocking yeah. uh, grocery store shelves to leading a team to a Super Bowl, and also truly, truly having character that you just can't help but admire. In addition to the story, that to me. Those are the three, but yeah. I'm sure I'm leaving some out. So sure. fire away with six, five, seven, eight, zero. Now, and I'll read them as we go. But to go into the question that you asked, and then that scene in Up in the Air, um, and Up in the Air, you consider to be one of the greatest films of all time. No, it's just it's one that I've rewatched. I just can't help myself by rewatching. I really, it's just an easy watch for me. And I really like it. I love Clooney. Okay. Uh, the, the the exchange between George Clooney and J.K. Simmons, who would later win an Academy Award for Whiplash, which I love watching. That's so one good. I can watch. The final oh scene, God. forget about it. The final, like, ten minutes, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, a perfect example of this moment is the film in St. Louis uh, is Chris Nagel's story, which we just talked about. Explain from your knowledge of Chris why he has continued to follow his dream of playing on tour and the ups and downs surrounding it. Do you think these underdogs in sports, the stories of inspiration and determination, are what makes sports so awesome? all the entertainment in the world, sports still dominate the zeitgeist, and I have to think stories like Chris Nagel's are a part of the reason. Uh, I agree with part of it, and then I disagree with a part of it, and let me let me um, expound on that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that exchange between George Clooney and, and J.K. Simmons that people uh, love professional athletes because they followed their dreams. It was a great, quick Aaron Sorkin-like exchange as far mm-hmm. as dialogue. I do remember the scene mm-hmm. because uh, they date supermodels. No, that's why we love them. No, we love them because they follow their dreams. I think for most people who play professional sports, they don't deal with what Kurt Warner, Rick Ankeel, and Matt Carpenter have at one point, albeit different stories, dealt with. Mm-hmm. For most, there is a trajectory. Right. Now, you have to grind it out. Certainly, you have to work away from cameras and microphones, and you also have to have ability that most people, whether it be fast-twitch muscles or a certain mentality, just are not born with. But there is a trajectory, and then you arrive, and then you will have slumps, and you will have good games, and you will have bad games. So I don't necessarily think that it, that that is why people love sports, because if you look at the 2022 St. Louis Cardinals, I think people wake up with a little kick in their step this morning because the team is playing so well. And, you know, I, I don't know how many inspiring stories are on the 2022 Cardinals, per se, at least comparatively speaking to previous editions of the team uh, or examples. But. With regards to it, it's because it's your team that you cheer for, and more often than not, it is because it is the area from which you were were born and raised. That is what usually is the case. 
um, or uh, it's the team that you identify with your childhood and you may have watched with your parent or parents, grandparents, and then that is why you have some form of loyalty. And then also, if we're just going to be real honest about it, you may be gambling on it. Uh, but that just isn't as romantic. However, it still is the truth. And of course, fantasy sports uh, play a role in it. When we get a story where you find somebody, like in the case of Chris Nagel, who for the record is not 22 and has been on this trajectory of becoming a professional golfer for a handful of years and people were watching him in high school, he actually picked up the game relatively later in life, comparatively speaking, to guys like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Uh, he's 39 years old, and he's a married father of three, and he's still chasing the dream. That's the thing that I think people either admire or maybe deep down internally like, man, I wish I could do that. And then people respect people facing adversity and fighting it and overcoming it. That is essentially what I think it gets down to with those. So that's not why people necessarily love sports. That's why people love 30 for 30s. Yeah, I heard you saying there. It's the Hollywood kind of yes. element of yes. sports. Yes, but Ann Keel's story is a movie waiting to happen. 100%. Truly is. Yep. Remember saying that to him, and he wasn't going to write a book, and then he did write a book, and it's a great book. It was a book that I went through in like two days. It was incredible. Uh, Matt Carpenter's situation, we'll see how it plays out. No matter what, though, a great deal of respect for what he has done, uh, even if he never winds up playing another game. I can't imagine that would be the case at this point, but who knows what winds up happening with him. It's not like he's got a an injury like a shoulder or something that could end it. It's a broken foot and that'll heal. And uh, and then the Kurt Warner story ends in Canton, Ohio. So from that standpoint, I think that's what people admire and are inspired by. But I think the passion for sports teams more often than not is rooted either in that being the hometown team, the team you cheered for as a child, or just being honest, gambling. Jackson, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I think gambling is such a big element that you can't overlook. Uh, when it comes to sports, I just think, you know, every year entertainment grows and grows and grows and grows. There's so many different options of things to watch, yet sports still, especially like football, college football, basketball, baseball, hockey, all the big major sports still do so well. And I think, you know, I think absolutely part of the reason is just like you love room for sports. It's something you grew up with. It's something your parents grew up with. It. Sports are very generational. Uh, but I think, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at with sports if we didn't have some of these incredible stories that make it to Hollywood. You know, that that's part of the reason, the inspiration of it. And that's why, you know, sports are still so popular with younger people because part of that reason is, is every, I mean, growing up, if you played sports, your dream was probably to play professionally in some sport. So to see the people actually go out and achieve it, you know, it's part jealousy, but it's also part like, man, they really did that. You know, I have nothing but respect for people who never stopped chasing that dream. And Chris Nagel is such a great example of that who, you know, like you said, he has a family, he's up there in age in terms of relative to golf, but to still chase that dream, you can't help but just applaud and uh, enjoy the spectacle of it. Uh, all right, we're getting people sending in their names. Alex Smith, it's a nice yeah, play. that's a huge, I mean, t for him to even take another snap when he thought, you know, it, there was a possible chance of not making it out of that surgery, and so to see him take another snap was incredible. Jackie Joyner-Kersey, yeah. Trent Green, Pat Maroon, I'm just reading David Freeze. Uh, let's see. I'm uh, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Uh, Jackson just loved up in the air because he loved watching people get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something for you? You like to see the proletariat down on his luck? 
Is that why you like that film so much? You like to see the corporation come in and and take out a bunch of people just trying to live paycheck to paycheck. Is that what that was about for you as a as a Ledoux guy? Yeah, as a capitalist pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason I love it. Uh, Manny Pacquiao quit school in sixth grade to start boxing and used his winnings to feed his family. He subsequently became an eight-division champion and held titles for decades. He later became a politician in the Philippines. There should be a movie about him. That is from the 314. Yeah. Mario Lemieux uh, got back-to-back texts on Mario Lemieux. That's a nice play. Mm-hmm. Dealing with uh, lymphoma and then came back super quick from that uh, in the early 1990s that's a nice play as well and then somebody theorized just in general i think us sports people love sports because we can relate and appreciate how good the athletes are because we have played at some level and admire seeing some of the people carrying it on to the highest level yeah that's from the 314 i think there's an element there's a big element of that kind of like to what i was saying is like when you grow up playing sports to see the people you might have played against go up and play you know as their career it's nothing, but all you can do is applaud. And that is uh, that is how a bunch of texts are coming in. 65780, Air Comfort Service uh, text line is how you can get involved. All right, so that was the question that we carried over from today, and we'll continue that discussion throughout the course of today's one-hour show. And then we will get into the Cardinals in the next segment as they win yet again. Really thought they were going to be in a spot when I was before I was going to bed. I glanced at the scoreboard, and I saw the Dodgers were leading the Brewers in extra innings, and I thought, oh, that'll wrap it up. Cardinals will be up two and a half games, but alas, the Brewers came back, so the lead is at two. We'll talk about the Cardinals in the state of the National League Central and the playoffs giving some numbers. That is coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Dan McLaughlin going to join us at uh, 1045 today. We have switched times with uh, Carriker and Smallman. Randy vacationing, uh, and he is using your parents' place at the Hamptons? Yep. That's awesome, and that you share that with people. We're here. really courteous people, you know, despite what some of the texters might think. Very giving. You share your wealth. I try to. Spread it around, if nothing else. So uh, Dan will be on with uh, with uh, Michelle and uh, Carrie Davis. Uh, tomorrow yeah. is Brooke Grimsley. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Michelle so uh, then uh, Dan will be on with us today at 1045. And he was on the call last night as the Cardinals defeat the Colorado Rockies with Tyler O'Neill getting hit by a pitch. You, you, it looks like you have a little smirk on your face. I feel like I was about to uh, I was about to expound, but it seems like you'd like to, what, talk about Kevin Durant or something? Not well, I do, but uh, no. Just the, the hit by pitch. You know, I saw that Rizzo got called for leaning in on the ball. And I'm not saying Tyler O'Neill oh, did. Oh, wow. Tyler O'Neill's listening, and he is going to call in and hold you accountable. But did he not lift his arm up into it? I don't think he was li- I don't think he was trying to get hit by the pitch. Okay. No, well, listen, hey, <laughs> sweet, sweet prince. I'm not if upset. You, I, yeah, I mean, if you, I don't want to. <laughs> I was just, as food for thought. I feel like I just ruined your day. I feel like, oh, today was the day Jackson was going to come in with a take, and then I said, I don't think he was, and then you go, okay. It was, it was you start scrolling highlights of the Warriors again. I don't think it was necessarily intentional, but I think at the last split second, you know, maybe a little quick lift. I don't think that is the way the, the mind works, sure. especially that was a fastball, and he was hit earlier in the game. I think his previous at bat he was hit. I, I know he was hit twice in the yeah, game. I saw them both. Mm-hmm. And you just, I mean, then you knew, I mean, if I could have live bet that, and I guess I could have, uh, the Cardinals were going to win that game. At right. the same time, if I would have live bet the Brewers and the Dodgers, I would have lost. The Dodgers uh, blew that lead that they had in extra innings. So the Cardinals maintained their lead 
on the Brewers, and it stays at two games. You get another really good start, and now you get Jordan Montgomery today and Adam Wainwright tomorrow. They'll have Dakota Hudson skipping the Rockies, and he will face the Diamondbacks when the Cardinals are on the road. And the Cardinals are coming. Tra-la, tra-la. The Cardinals are coming. Tra-la, tra-la. Jackson, if I set the over-under for Cardinal wins at this point, okay, they are 64 and 51. Mm-hmm. So that's 115 games played. Yep. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay, so that means there's 47 games remaining. Uh-huh. So let's say they go, I'll set the over-under at 91 and a half wins. Where are you going? I'll go over. Over. Barely. Not really allowing me to play my air horn. <laughs> I, I didn't have to think about it too much. Over. I, yeah, I think they have a, a, a very doable schedule and i think they're gonna i think the bats are gonna stay hot and yeah i think they're gonna carry it out now with the two new pitchers it's a different deal now isn't it it, having palente coming out of Palente, i should say coming out of the bullpen is so much better than him starting and i think he is a good pitcher but i just think he's more effective coming out of the bullpen uh meanwhile in new york they lost again last night if it wasn't for uh uh, one run scored late in the game they would have been shut out yet again i mean this is a this is a mess. Yeah, oh, uh, it's getting bad in New York. And so ha- uh, Harrison Bader uh, was interviewed. I mean, this is just the deal. He's he's not even playing. He's still in the walking boot. Yeah. And they're going. Well, what's going on with Bader? I mean, they're turning their attention to Harrison Bader, and it's a team with take your pick of. I mean, you have the American League MVP for yeah. sure, and then a variety of other guys who've either been MVPs or in the MVP mix, uh, and they are turning their attention to Harrison Bader because uh, Hicks, is, Aaron Hicks, is persona non grata in the Bronx and so Harrison Bader is quoted in the New York Post this morning uh, when they're asking what's going on with him and he says it's very difficult it's definitely been a challenge uh, you know walking in here in a boot I'm sure everybody was like we just traded for this guy in a boot are you serious uh, but listen <laughs> there's always a greater perspective involved and I think I'm definitely here for a reason I'm just focused on getting healthy so I can be effective for this team. That's always the plan. It will be worth it because there will be a time when I will be able to put these pinstripes on and do what I do, and I am excited for that. That is Harrison Bader, who hopes to join the Yankees in September. He said, I definitely feel like I'll be here for the first week or so of September, but again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Those guys on the medical team are super talented, and they've taken a lot of time to build a great program for me. I'm just following what they've got for me every single day. I don't really feel it at all right now, and a lot of that has to do with the progression that I'm in. So Harrison Bader under the microscope in New York as they're going, what did we just do? He hasn't played, and he's in a walking boot, and and the, I believe the Yankees, yeah, they are. They are 3-12 in their last 15 games. A team with the best record in baseball for the first three and a half months of the season are 3-12. and 12. It started against Kansas City, then they lost 2-3 or three to the Mariners, and then they got swept here in St. Louis, and it really hasn't turned around for the most part uh they've gotten decent pitching but understandably when the team is struggling they look at what happened at the deadline and they go why did we mess with anything right and that's when the jordan montgomery cardinal trade and harrison bader come under the microscope so with that said that's the situation in new york meanwhile the trade deadline was also uh the, the padres were celebrated and it's not like that's gone really well for them either the dodgers have been on a heater and the padres are kind of flopping around yeah and not having tatis certainly doesn't help their cause yes uh, so they are 11 games over 500 
500, which is uh, comparable to the Cardinals, who are 13 games over 500, but they are fading, and they are 17 games back of the Dodgers. Cardinals two up on the, the Brewers. ESPN.com's playoff probability has fixed the math. We were alarmed by it yesterday. The Cardinals are now 81.1% to make the playoffs. The Brewers are 57.9% to make the playoffs. Uh, barring a miracle, the Cardinals would be the three seed. You'd have to either have a monster collapse or a monster surge from the team or some injuries to take your pick of the Cardinals or Dodgers, Mets. Um, but the Cardinals most likely will be the three seed, which means in that best of three, all games in St. Louis, the Cardinals would not have a bye. Most likely the Mets and Dodgers will, but you don't know. I mean, the Braves are three and a half back of the the Mets now. Uh, and uh, the Cardinals would play the six seed yeah. in the first round. All games in St. Louis. First year of this new format for the record. That's why I state something that many of you may know, even many of you might not know. And you know what? I don't dislike that. I know that you've been somewhat critical of the playoff format, and I think we're all kind of uh, accustomed to one certain way. The way well, they've we watch. changed it multiple times right. since the mid-'90s. And you're probably more interested in the way it was when you were growing up because that's how we fall in love with the game. I just, when you have a 162-game season, it, I don't know what the right word, I guess, bothers, but I feel like I should use a different word, bothers me that you can have the best record over the course of six months and then that not that is not rewarded, and lose three of five, which baseball deemed not acceptable for a playoff format in the '80s after the 1984 season. That's when the Cardinals and Dodgers played a best of seven in '85, and now that's the determining factor for all the teams, whether it be a team that has a ridiculous record like the Dodgers or what the Yankees were at one time on pace for. They're not anymore. Uh, they could be gone in a best of five, and I just I don't like that. Whereas a team that won a best of three and hovered around 500 go past that. That's why I don't like it. That's why I think I like college football as much as I do right. because you have a bad September, you have a bad regular season and you won't be playing in yeah. January. There will be no reward for it. Right. Yeah, I that's, that, and that's that. my reasoning. But what I am doing when I say that is I'm taking dollars away from the top line. I'm taking revenue away. And if you sit down at a board meeting, and I know you're on a number of boards just, to, just because of the, the, the Horton Watkins yeah. thing, uh, and you say, well, let's 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 lose money and decrease our profit margins, you probably won't be in the board meeting very long. No, no, you'll have a quick lunch. So that's that's the thought process behind it, that they are going to expand it. And my guess is they would expand it before they would reduce it. The Brewers are one game back of the Padres for that wild card spot right now. The Cardinals would be playing the Padres yet again in the playoffs uh, if that were to be the way things would finish as they are at this particular moment. All right, Dan McLaughlin is going to join us coming up at 1045. Looking forward to talking it over with him. Your thoughts are welcome on any topic, 65780. You can leave a mic drop. We do have mic drops, I understand. Yeah, we have one. Okay, uh, so that you'll hear uh, the mic drops coming up, and you can leave one using the 101 ESPN app. It is 1030 in St. Louis. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Dan McLaughlin coming up at 1045. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know, you've gotten so good at those Sports Center updates that Honestly, I stopped paying attention, but it was nice to bring us back to January where it sounded like a KOMU newscast. That one was rougher than normal, but you I, know I what? I think I heard the word Tanay. I couldn't, I, I honestly, I, I think the game is a night game tonight, but I wasn't positive on it. So we say Tanay. 
So when you're not sure of whether it's a matinee affair or an evening game, you hedge your bets by creating a word, and the word is tenay. Uh No comment. Stephen yeah. Wildwood has left a uh, mic drop, and uh, and he is uh, he is popular with the audience. Uh, what do we have here? Nice questions, Jackson. Very thought-provoking. Stop it! The only question is, when's the last time we won a damn World Series? And that was 2011. That's too damn long. You get your ass out of Bush Stadium, have boy occupy Pinocchio while McCurkin kicks down the door to Bowtie's office, puts his pincer in the chest of his Peter Millar activewear, and asks him, <laughs> when the hell are we going to take a get a parade down market in November? Tired of it. Boy, the team is playing pretty well. But it's not enough for some fans. They gotta rate. They gotta put Did another. I hear Peter Millar activewear in the That's terms right, of yeah. live readers. That is, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that on the log today. It was pretty good, is what it was. But uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta get another trophy if they're gonna impress Stephen Wilde. All right, fair enough. You can leave your mic drop. Uh, 101 ESPN app is where you can do it. You can comment on the program six five seven eight zero, and uh, your thoughts on the new word tenay. Dan McLaughlin will join us coming up at ten forty five as the Cardinals are on a heater and uh we'll try to i think uh, you know when you got montgomery and wainwright rounding out the series i gotta tell you something i left one out there on those wagers on winning a series i would imagine the cardinals were probably minus in the 200 to 220 range i was gonna say 210 but i left one out there yeah i left one out there now on thursday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getaway day as they head to arizona on friday oh wow friday thursday you day have been game taught well you have been taught with adam wainwright on the mound yeah right well for those of you not familiar jackson's speaking right now uh, telepathically uh, but uh, i have advanced the theory that former players i don't want to name them if they don't want their name sometimes they're listening to the show and they agree with when it's a day game getaway day and one of the parties involved in the game might not necessarily be thinking about winning world series this year see the rockies uh, oftentimes the game is much swifter than your normal baseball game yeah and therefore the undercovers especially with wayne a lot with wayne on the mound i know that could be a real juicy play. Well, I'm thinking about taking my, my four-year-old son to his first ever game tomorrow, and I don't want to have that experience clouded by the fact that Dad... <laughs> is rooting <laughs> vehemently for no runs to be scored. Right. So, therefore, I am going to withdraw. However, your observation is astute, yeah. and you may be right on target, and that may be an opportunity. But because of my emotional involvement with my wife and, and taking our four-year-old to the game, possibly, we're not 100% sure we're going to do it, I don't want to be sitting there pulling for the Rockies to score a couple of runs because Dad needs the over to hit. So that yeah. is... But for those of you not taking your children to their first ever game tomorrow my financial advisor would probably tell you that would be a wise play. Now, I don't know what the number is. My guess is the number will be like seven and a half. Most usually is seven and a half or eight. Yeah. So that is, uh, that is, that, that is, that is a play that historically has been very good. (laughs) And the former players will text me while it's going on going, man, there it is again. 
And I go, were you guys consciously thinking this when you go up there? Or like the rookies, if they took a few pitches, we yelled at by the veterans? So I'm trying to wonder, because it, it, it happens too often for it to be a coincidence. Right, right. Yeah, I think that... Uh, but maybe it's subconscious. Or maybe it is a coincidence. I don't know. At 12-15, if it was like... Now, if it's a Saturday game and the Cardinals and Rockies are playing and they're going to play again on Sunday, I would tell you it's it's got nothing to do with it. So then right. why does the Thursday getaway day game... And a lot of times also, as weird as it is, they're on the coast, and if they have to fly back across the country, even if they have just to fly to the Midwest, um, boy, that you'll see a lot of one nothings and 2 nothings at uh, City Field, especially yeah. when the Mets weren't competitive. Right. Well, when you're going west, you know, you might take off at 4 o'clock and land at 5 o'clock, even though it's a much longer flight because of the time change. But if you're coming from the west and you have to go all the way back to the east coast, that's a, uh, that's a big time difference there. Uh, baseball is pure. I find it hard to believe that professionals aren't trying their hardest on every play. That's Merle from Oakville. Ah, okay. Uh, Tim, come, <laughs> come, come down and get drunk tomorrow. It's going to be 86 and sunny. Thank you for the invite. I don't know what that means. Is this somebody who lives down there? Probably. If I had to guess, now, it might be somebody I know, but you have to understand on 101, the, the, the numbers aren't, the names aren't saved like we have on on TMA, TMA. so right. this might be somebody that could be Steve and Wildwood for all I know uh, Tim if you know the umpires are more likely to throw up the right hand you're more likely to swing so maybe the umpires are involved in it yeah well they're I mean if it's a getaway day for the it's team getaway day for them as well they got to leave too so do you want to have a couple more hours at the hotel to lie around and I just know Wainwright specifically in playoff games when he has the shadows and he's pitching a day game uh-huh. and he's got that hook Oh, yeah. It is. I mean, the last one that he pitched, if I'm not mistaken, was the Game 2 in the 2019. Uh, the last one at home was against Scherzer, Game 2. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, if you may recall, the Cardinals were briefly in the National League Championship Series in 2019 for yeah. about eight and a half hours. Yeah, actually. But, uh, <laughs> Talk but, about quick but, games. <laughs> yes, but uh, that, that was the case. And the Cardinals had to deal with Scherzer in the shadows. So was, you, Right. That's double-edged sword there. Uh, so yeah, that's it, it. Can cut both ways, but with regards to it, I like the idea of uh, where Jackson's coming from. I just cannot uh, make a wager based on conscience. the emotional, the emotional potential significance of this day. It'll be nearly forty years to the day since my first Cardinal game. It was August twenty first, nineteen eighty two. So I'd be taking him to his first I think game. That'd be perfect. But I cannot wager. Right. Like it would taint my memory of that if I knew my dad had like <laughs> something. Which is possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it was probably like two bucks on the over. He's screaming at the television now watching NBA games. He has no idea. Well, while we're unwrapping presents on Christmas, hey, my man. dad's screaming for the T-Wolves to score. Kevin Garnett's- Who do you know on the T-Wolves? I don't know, Timmy. I just like to have something going on here. I don't worry about it. All right, uh, Dan McLaughlin's going to join us uh, coming up on the other side of the break. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the show the great Dan McLaughlin. Morning, Dan. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Well, it is a beautiful day in St. Louis. The Cardinals are playing well. It's sunny. And let's see if we can make it a couple in a row here tonight over the Rockies. Boy, that would be nice, Tim. And you sound like a generic broadcaster like we all are. Hi <laughs> again, everybody, and welcome. All two. Uh, yeah, you had a unique You had a unique, Was that uh, your first walk-off call of an HBP? I would imagine you've probably had another one. We we did, and I can't remember who it was. I think we've had maybe two or three in the last probably 10 or 15 years. But I have had one. 
um, they're, they're kind of anticlimactic, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're excited for maybe a home run or, you know, base hit and the run scores and you build it up and then you just say, yeah, he's hit by the pitch and they win. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and, and he black and he, he goes, oh, forget it. It hit him fine. He just waves him off. <laughs> it was interesting. You know, I, I, I thought Bud would at least come out and argue or at least say, hey, we, we need to take a look at it, but he didn't. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but a couple of nights ago, Anthony Rizzo leaned into a pitch with the Yankees yep. and and was hit and started to run down to first, and the umpire immediately made the call. He was pointing right at him. He said, no, 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 get back in the box. So it, there's precedent there for you know teams to look at it at least or to have the umpire maybe come together and, and say, hey, how do we feel about this? Because that's the game. That's the game on the line. So yep. Jackson actually it, asked but, about uh, that. He was that wondering was if Tyler did that. He was wondering if that was a thought process there. But he had been hit earlier in the game, I don't know, sixth, seventh inning, I feel like. And then, you know, but Rizzo has the reputation for that. I don't know if Tyler O'Neill necessarily has the and reputation. And Rizzo's was much more exaggerated. He, yeah. he, he, he kind of moved his leg back. O'Neill was just moving his arms. Well, the other thing, too, with Rizzo is he hangs out over the plate. Mm-hmm. Right. And... You know he's right on the plate. He's daring you to pitch him inside, and you're gonna, you know, he's gonna get hit. To his credit, he's got the guts to stay in there with guys that are throwing 95 to 100 and take that hit by pitch. Um, and you're right, O'Neill does not have that reputation. I, I do think, like I was watching the uh, Mariners game last night, and there was a hit by pitch with the Mariners and the Angels, and you could tell it looked like it barely caught like an elbow pad, but part of the pad. Um, jets out over the elbow it's not one of those that wraps around it kind of has just like a flap on it and it hit that and at least to me it did and like now that's part of the shirt so he, he gets first base it's it really is a weird interpretation of how you want to look at that rule dan mclaughlin with us dan i'm curious what your perspective is in the booth and you're calling all these games and you're with the team i feel like the team's approval rating in the market and in the region improved substantially with what they did at the trade deadline. I also get the sense, and we talked about this last week, that the team uh, got a boost from that as well. As you are observing the actual play on the field, uh, my standpoint is they look like a different team here over the last two to three weeks or so uh, than they were. Not to say that they were falling all over themselves because they were right there in the, in the thick of the race, but they now I feel like I, when I turn on the game, I'm surprised if they're not winning. I was surprised last night that the Rockies had taken the lead. Uh, what is your yeah. perspective on the call and, and seeing what you see? Well, I felt like last night's a good example. They they fell behind 4-3, to three and I was thinking to myself, how are they going to win this game? Yeah, exactly. And, yep. And that's the difference. Um, I think there was times this year where I felt like they're just not going to come back. This has been, even under Mike Schilt last year, barring the 17-game lo- uh, winning streak, they they did not come back a lot. And they were not a great come-from-behind team. I, I feel like this is different now with kind of like all your chips in and you're going for it. Um, and as much as I would have loved to have seen Juan Soto they addressed their immediate needs, which was to handle their pitching. They had to get better starting pitching. And we're seeing now if they get good starting pitching, which, again, they got it last night, Mm -hmm. they're going to have a chance to win. So would I have loved to have seen Soto? Absolutely. I think anybody in their right mind would want to see him for a couple of years and sandwich him in that lineup with Goldie and Arenado. My God, what, what could he have done? But the immediate was... Even if you had Soto, you're going to have to outslug teams, and I'm not sure they had the pitching well enough to do that. Now I feel like you go into a series, including some of the top teams, um, Atlanta, 
the Dodgers, uh, the Padres, even though they haven't played well with the addition of Soto. I think they're going to be in the middle of this thing. And if it ended today, the Cardinals would be hosting a three-game series yep. against the Padres. Yeah. So uh, I think they can compete with those teams. And you got to have a little luck. Maybe you get hot in the in that that playoff stretch. But uh, they're they're a good team. They're you know I think now they're much better than good. They're yep. they're better than that. I, can I say they're great? I I don't know that that would be the way I. I'd characterize them, but I'd think they're very, very good, and we'll have a chance to do some damage here in postseason. It just so happens that the last two times the Cardinals won the World Series, it was a case of the team, when they went into the playoffs, they were not expected to win the World Series in 2006 and 2011, even though in 2011 they entered on a heater. I'm curious, and I know it, it may be tough to think back 16 years with one and 11 years with another, if you see any similarities with with those clubs um, oh, or, sure. or other yeah. other teams that you've been on the call for, well, I think they've just gotten hot, and I think now there is a belief that they go into every game with the starter that they have, and they feel they're going to win. Yeah, um, and I think that's the difference. You know, for the majority of last season, they were scrambling to find somebody to throw strikes, and that makes it really hard. You're behind the eight ball from pitch one, and I think with Hudson, you feel that way a little bit this year. There hasn't been all the time I felt like that. They've, you know, he had a game or three stre- a stretch of three games in which he went in and gave you seven innings, and lo and behold, you're winning those games. So it just shows you that if you have starting pitching, you're going to have a chance to win. With that, the byproduct of that is what they're able to do now with their bullpen. And Palante would have come in in extra innings. I'll take my chances with him. I think also because they've been so careful with Helsley, that now you've kind of you've been able to to bank some innings with him that if you need to push him you will and the games are on the line and I think that they'll they'll do that um, and I'm not so sure what happens here down the stretch you know like a Burleson could come up and help you from the left side of your bench I, I think they need help there I think that's a a spot that you know Dickerson just hasn't taken off with that I think Donovan gives you great at bats. But having said all that, I think Albert Pujols now is going to start taking at-bats against right-handers, too. Um, He looks different. There is a demeanor about him that is different. And also, he's hitting everything hard, man. Mm -hmm. It's like like being turned turned back the clock with this guy. It's crazy what I'm seeing. And the numbers bear it out. Since July 2nd, he's got the highest OPS in the National League. He's 42. That's not supposed to happen. So... You know, he's giving you great at-bats, and so uh, I think that's something you look at. But in terms of parallels with the two teams, it's just the fact that they're getting hot. And when they made some moves to get pitching, especially in 11, that was beneficial. And in 06, it was more about getting healthy. So I think we may see that a little bit here, too. A final question for you. Uh, As Albert was circling the bases, uh, your broadcast partner, Jim Edmonds, was talking about he has to come back. I mean, how can he not come back? Look how hard he's hitting the baseball. Um, and I know Alexa Dad asked him about this on uh, on the, on the Bally's pregame show. What what is your confidence level that this is the end? Even if he's sitting on let's say six ninety six, do you think that this is the end? I, I do. Yeah, I, I do. And I know that that probably some fans might say, "Good, you know what? Go out on a high note. This has been a great year, um, and say goodbye and enough's enough." I think other fans would say, man, how could you stop when you've done this much and you're within, let's say, could be within, you know, like you said, four away from 700. I think if it gets to A-Rod, you, you feel a little bit easier about it. But I, I just, my 
take on it is that he's so happy with the way things have gone, and I'm around him a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a different guy. I'm, I'm just telling. I mean, I was texting back and forth with him the other night, and he is so happy, Tim, and and I, and I love it. I love seeing it. It's a different guy. Although I don't think he wanted to came out, come out of the game last night. I think he was upset about that, which I loved. But um, I, I just think this is it. I really do. I think you go out and whatever happens, happens. But it's been a, a fun year, and hopefully for him it's a championship year. And, and that's the, 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 the bookend on, on what has been and just an incredible career. I keep saying this, and I truly mean this. I'm not just a homer saying this. There are good, there are great players, and then there's this guy. And if you have a son or daughter, man, take them, take them down to the ballpark and let them see him play. And they'll say, hey, I got to see him. May not remember it, but my mom and dad took me to go see Albert Pujols. That's what this is, because I don't think you're going to see anything like this again. That's the thing. I'm trying to. I'm, try, I'm hoping he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. I'm going to take my son to his first ever game, because he loves Wainwright. And I want him to be able to say, because I saw your tweet the other night after the two home run game. And I'm like, I got to get him to a game. I got to get him to a game. But I know there's a right-hander on the mound tomorrow for Colorado, so I'm hoping he'll somehow pop out and play. And maybe he'll play. I'll help you with tickets. If you want to come down, I'll help you with tickets. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Look at Dan McLaughlin. let me know. That's South City for South City right there. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah, you don't have that with you. Hey, I want little guys and gals to come down to the game. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about my... I'm talking about Jackson. <laughs> Jackson towers over. <laughs> uh, Dan, always enjoy the conversation, and it's great now, man. Every time we're talking, it's like, yeah, you got Montgomery tonight, you got Wainwright tomorrow. I mean, it's it's they're they're coming at people Seriously. with some starters every single night, and it's fun to watch. But in addition to the boys in the core of that offense, Dan, always enjoy it, sir. Thanks so much. All right, guys, have a great day. You Thanks, too. Dan. That's Dan McLaughlin with us here. BK and Ferrari are coming up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era. When the NFL debuts in Germany, live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.